This week, Facebook breaks out Messenger for the web. And Microsoft launches Skype for business. Plus, how Google's upcoming changes could affect restaurants. All that and more on this week's Digital Marketing News with Yoko Sio. Digital Marketing News with Yoko Sio covers the most important news for busy professionals in the digital marketing space with your hosts, Chris Yoko and Max Lawler. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Today's Thursday, April 16th, 2015. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Max. Hey, Chris, ready to jump in? Let's do it. This week, in ongoing efforts to strengthen their Messenger service, Facebook has launched a standalone web app version of its Messenger chat tool. However, rather than forcing users to jump over to the new web app to read and reply to chats, as is the case on mobile devices, Facebook plans to leave chat functionality within Facebook.com. The new Messenger app, Facebook says, is designed to allow people to chat without the distractions of Facebook.com. If you're interested in checking it out, you can go to messenger.com or grab the link from our site. A few months ago, we covered Microsoft's plan to launch a version of Skype targeted at business users to replace its previous business chat tool, Link Online. Well, that day has finally come, and Skype for Business Online has been added to the Office 2013 April update and also being made available for Office 365 users. The current version is a technical preview, meaning it may be a little glitchy and have a few bugs, which... Given its performance reputation, kind of makes it seem like even regular Skype has been a technical preview for years now. Skype for Business will include all of Skype's normal communication features like IM, voice, and video chat, as well as additional controls for IT departments to manage and secure use within an organization. As we mentioned, if you're interested in giving it a shot, you just have to be an Office 2013 customer or have a subscription to Office 365. And a quick note for anyone who is currently running Microsoft SQL Server 2005, it's time to start looking at some upgrade options. Support for SQL Server 2005 officially ends about one year from now on April 12, 2016. As an upgrade, Microsoft has been pushing SQL Server 2014 quite heavily, but if for some reason you're not a fan of it, there are some other alternatives out there that are worth exploring. Whatever you do, don't plan to stay on 2005, as there will likely be attempts to exploit late adopters as soon as support expires next year. And now, a rant. A couple of weeks ago, Taylor Swift was in the news, and I use that term loosely, because her team had purchased a bunch of new top-level domains, which, if you don't recall, are the new endings for websites. So instead of .com or .org, you could have something like .ninja or .chef. The TLDs Taylor's team bought were things like .adult, .porn, and .sucks. Some have lauded the move as a smart way to prevent those domains from falling into the hands of people who might misuse them. Makes sense, right? But here's the thing. If you're not familiar with how these new top-level domains work, private companies pay a quarter million dollars or more to register them from the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, usually referred to as ICANN. These companies, who then control the pricing, sell those new top-level domains to whoever wants to purchase them. For example, a company called Vox Populi is selling .sucks domains for around $2,000 apiece. Now, you might be thinking, hmm... That sounds incredibly high for a domain name when I can get a .com for a few bucks a year. And you'd be right. 
The reason they get away with charging this amount is because people pay it, especially big brands and personalities who want to maintain maximum control over their image. But what they don't consider are the ramifications of paying the ransom the first time. You've proved you'll pay, so there's nothing to keep a never-ending stream of expensive top-level domains from being registered and then marketed to brands and agencies as a purely defensive purchase. So please, don't buy into the hype and grab a bunch of these new top-level domains. We assure you you'll only be opening yourself up to a rampant string of extortion-laden solicitations from snake oil salesmen and shadow companies in search of nothing but a sucker and a quick buck. Last week, we reminded you about the big change Google is rolling out on the 21st of this month, which is that if a website isn't mobile-friendly, it won't be displayed favorably in mobile search results. Later that day, after we recorded, I was ordering Chinese food and, as you do, I searched for restaurants on my phone even though I knew exactly which one I was going to order from. And as I was pulling the site up, which is admittedly a pain to use on the phone, I realized that next week their site isn't going to show up within my search results and prevent me from getting my food while, you know, inputting a minimal amount of effort. It then dawned on me that we could kind of kill two birds with one stone, make small restaurant websites mobile friendly and much easier to use. So we created a platform to build cost effective, responsive one page sites that will not only meet Google's mobile requirements for search, but also make it easier to find the site in general, view the menu, place an order or make a reservation. The platform is designed with smaller, single-location restaurants in mind, as these are the ones who will be hit hardest by Google's update and whose sites could probably use improvement anyway. So this week, we're asking for your help in saving our favorite restaurants from this search update. Email us the URL of your favorite restaurant with a terrible website to questions at yokoco.com. That's questions at yokoco.com. If we pick your restaurant for a new site, we'll pick up the tab of your next meal from them. If you want to learn more about how this Google update will affect restaurants, we have a few articles and links you can find on our site. And that wraps up the podcast for this week. Until next time, dear listener. Thanks for listening. Digital Marketing News with Yoko CO is hosted by Chris Yoko and Max Lawler. With new episodes released every week. If you have a tip to share or a question for the show, send an email to questions at yokoco.com. Thanks for listening.